This is Coffee Number Five. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Thank you so much for being here in Coffee Number Five. And today we are with Tatiana Diaz. Tatiana reminds me a lot, a lot of so many women that I met during my life in in here in the United States and so many people that they have all these amazing cultural backgrounds from every culture. That's what I, I fell in love in LA, that there were so many ethnicities and you learn how to embrace it. Welcome Tatiana first. And then I want to talk to you a little bit about, okay, you made a career, you're born and raised here in the United States, and you made a career of being in publications in for Latin population. So how did that happen? How did you start it? Because I know that very young, you start in 17, right? How did that happen? Give us a little background story. It's actually very interesting. So when I graduated, I had a very tough time finding a job. I had graduated in May of that year, get hired until October, but I got a job offer from people in Espanol, but I also had gotten a job offer at the same time for a very mainstream New York City based newspaper that was highly recognized. And I had to choose between going into, you know, this general market newspaper or going to people in Espanol and speaking to Latinx audiences. And for me, Growing up around so much diversity, I grew up in Queens, New York, and, you know, the community that I grew up in, there was so many different Latinx communities. I grew up with Ecuadorians, Peruvians, Mexicanos, Dominicans, and growing up around that, I wanted to continue to represent the Latinx community within media because the reason that I joined media to begin with was because I see myself in the industry. I didn't see myself in the byline. I didn't see myself in the articles. I didn't see myself in anything. And so I was very much inspired to like enter this industry. And for me, it was very easy decision to just go to people in Espanol and build my, you know, my career there. And what I was able to do and in, in connecting with our communities, not only was I able to grow a deeper bond with my culture, but I was also able to see what I was able to create inspired just by being a part of a team. I'm so glad that you brought up that was inspiring. When I moved here, another tough reality. I moved here to the U.S. when I was 24, almost 25. And one of my reality shocks was that I, I met a lot of Latin people. And there were those Latin people that they were assimilating completely to the culture and like their background was gone. That were the f- a few ones, but they were there. There were others trying to navigate being who they were, but there was also another ones who were live only in the communities within similar cultures. And I think it's just so brave what you're doing and bringing these inspirational examples of Latin people succeeding in in this country and being who they are and respecting themselves for their culture and their values. Thank you. It does get hard. You know, you you have the pressures of assimilating, like you mentioned, and our parents try to tell us to not stick out so much so that things aren't rough for us. And I had parents, 
I'm first gen, so my parents are immigrants from the Dominican Republic, and they were always worried speaking good English and making sure that I, you know, had my hair straightened so I didn't stand out too much. And they did things out of love that now I fight against because I want to have my curly hair. I want to wear my hoops. If I want to wear red lipstick, I'm going to wear it. If I want to speak Spanglish or speak Spanish in my workplace because I have someone that speaks Spanish there, I'm going to do that. And I'm not going to be afraid of standing out, but I'm also not going to be afraid of sharing the stories that need to be told because I didn't grow up with those stories. And that heavily impacts you when you grow up and you look at to what's in the media and you don't see yourself represented, that can really impact you and feeling alone. And I don't want anyone to ever feel that way, especially first gen, second gen, future immigrants, Dominicans, any Latinx communities. I want them to feel like they're actually being represented. And that's a big part of what motivates me and my work. Today, you are the editor of Refinery29 and it's Somos, right? Yes, Somos. We launched last May, uh, the first Latinx brand under Refinery29. And that's amazing. So where do you find these stories to tell? I It's very audience first. So we started our social platform and we really looked through the comments and within the articles that our audience wants to talk about. So it's so amazing because we really wanted to go with that audience first thinking that mentality. And now we have people who DM us and say, hey, I would love it if you could cover this. Or, you know, they say, hey, can you make a shopping guide of this? And it's amazing that they have that comfort level of being able to come to us and know that we will want to, to provide for them, give them that platform, allow them to bring what they want to see to us and see that happen. Because at the end of the day, our success is really their success. And we want everyone to feel like they're a part of the growth of Somos. And our model is very freelance based. We work with a bunch of freelance writers because we believe that passing the mic is important. Me as one Latina, I cannot represent 33 different countries, identities. So for us, it's not me trying to sit here and say, I'm going to represent all of Latinidad. It's me passing the mic and allowing others to come. So we have a bunch of writers that pitch to us, tell us what they want to write about, and then we'll work with them and share their stories. That's incredible. So if anyone has a story to share, they just need to go and pitch it to you. Yes, they can DM us on social, on Instagram, and we'll lead them to our email and they could just pitch us whatever they want. That's great. I love that here there's something so focused in the, the stories that they are impacted the Latin cultures. I mean, which I would love for every culture to have it. It brings me joy to see that people feel that they are represented. Yes, but we actually, even within our own stories, we have people that are South Asian, that are Italian, and they comment on our stories and they say, this resonates with me because our stories aren't, you know, they can hit home for many different cultures. There are things that are very relatable from one culture to another. I know that. So our stories aren't just for Latinx people to read them because you can be from a different culture and resonate with them or find something within the piece that really resonates with you. But for us, it's important that either you walk away with something that you resonated from or you learn something about the Latinx community that this is particular to and you walk away with more knowledge. Okay, let's talk about, um, because lately in the last few years, I realized that there is a lot of advertising money also towards the Latin community. It's like the big brands finally realize that there is a huge market opportunity because Latin people actually buy things. Yeah, they're a big, big consumer group, but that's 
that's where we have to be careful because a lot, what I've seen and what I, what was very important with Somos is we have to stop speaking to these communities like they're a number. Stop seeing them as these dollar bills. Stop talking to them like they're just, this is the number one shopping group. Yeah, but these are human, but we also need to accurately represent them. People think that being Latinx means being brown and just speaking Spanish when there's so many different races. Oh my God, look at me. There's so many different races, cultures, there's there's bicultural, there's so many identities, there's Portuguese, there's indigenous representation and languages. And I just think thinking that you're translating a few words and putting someone who's brown on the advertisement is speaking to those communities and thinking, oh, we covered them, that's it. And we they're going to bring us their dollars. Slavering and stereotyping. Exactly, yes. I mean, there's something that I noticed and I would like to have your input in this because I, I even though there's a Latin community, right now you, you can say that there is first, second, third, and right now is the even fourth generation. And those are so different. Like, yes. That's why I'm saying there's so many layers and people have to understand them. That's why passing the mic and doing your research. Diversity doesn't just mean race. Diversity means looking into LGBTQ. That means looking into able, disabled. That means looking into, you know, economic upbringing, access. And mixed cultures. Yes, mixed cultures. Yes, exactly. Because there's, we have featured people that are Japanese and Puerto Rican. We have featured people that are, you know, there's so many different cultures and now cultures are mixing and blending and that's what you're seeing everywhere. And we need to, we need to reflect. Well, I mean, I'm Latin Jew and then I'm married to someone from the Middle East. So my, my kids have such a big mix. It's so hard to put ourselves in a box. And we shouldn't have to, we should not have to. And that's what needs to be reflected in the media. And that's what we want to share these stories, allow people to speak on these different identities, upbringing and experiences. We know discrimination exists, but at the same time, as we see these, these cultures mixing, at some point they diluted so much that they have a little bit of one and a little bit of other becoming something else. So that person is sometimes even get discriminated from the culture that they feel that they belong more for being different. Yes, I resonated with that a little bit being Dominican American. And I I did pageants once upon a time, and I went to compete in Dominican Republic. And I felt like I wasn't Dominican enough for them. But then growing up being Dominican in America, I was, you know, always different growing up. I went to a predominantly white high school and I was with an accent. I mispronounced words. And so I, I, you feel like this dual identity, which there's privileges behind that that should be acknowledged. Absolutely. I mean, it happened even to my son at school. He's as white as I am, but he's half Latin. So, and he got, because he said something to a Latin kid and they said that he wasn't allowed because he's white, but I was, he's half Latin. It doesn't need to look. It's who you feel you are. It's, it's an identity thing. And I think, and I think that we need to, while we can, you know, acknowledge our privileges with the color of our skin and how we present ourselves when we walk into the room, I think there needs to be, we need to allow ourselves to see that nobody is like, there's just layers and we need to allow ourselves to see people nuanced. 
I think we want to see everything as this one thing and it shouldn't be that way. No, absolutely. And we need to stop putting things, uh, things and people and sex, religion or um, ethnicity in boxes. Exactly. And I believe that's what you're trying to do with the, with Somos. That's exactly it. To put people outside the box. And I love that. But what's next for Somos? What's the next step? So we want to be everywhere. We want to be on podcasts and video extensions. And we want to keep growing and bringing our stories to whatever platform we can. Right now, we want to continue growing. You know, we're only a year old. It's really exciting to see where we're going. But we just feel like there's more so much more stories to be told and no month is ever the same and we're not running short of stories there's just as we said we have stopped putting people in a box and that means opening the box and letting everyone tell the stories that they want to tell and i'm so happy all the writers that are coming to us feeling comfortable and sharing their personal experiences and we just want to continue to be the platform that does that that's awesome okay i want to bring something else i wrote a lot the other day uh, one email about it i was very very frustrated when Siri doesn't speak Spanglish. Uh, yeah, that's another thing. Spanglish is so real. We, we wrote a story about it. <laughs> I know. That's what I want to talk about. Spanglish is so real. It is. And we, we wrote about this on Somos, which is just like Somos. Spanglish in itself is a, a language. Sometimes I get stuck with a word and I find myself in a meeting thinking of the word in Spanish. And it's just like, it frustrates me. And I allow it because it, it's happened to other people. And I'm like, hey, say the word in Spanish if you want. When I've interviewed um, certain celebrities that are Latinx and they were like, the word in Spanish, I'm like, oh, please say it in Spanish. But that's the reality. Spanglish, when you grow up with English around you in school and your social gatherings, but you go home and speak Spanish, it's, yeah, it's the reality. That's, it's a, it's a language. It is. And I mean, I I do it so much and but also I notice I mean my team is all around the world and we have a lot of people in different countries but I realize that there are some words that you don't have it in one language or the other so you just create a mix and I think that and I I I love that because I love to see our language evolve Yes. And that's what it is. And I say that with identity too. Identity is ever evolving. Latinidad is ever evolving. Different cultures are ever evolving and language is ever evolving. Even the word Latinx in itself that we use, that is something that people push back on a lot, but we need to understand that language is evolving and you choose what you want to evolve with. So if you don't want to use that word, that's your choice. If you want to identify as a certain way, that's your choice. And what if you want to speak Spanglish or not, or speak Spanish or not, things are evolving languages are evolving and we just either go with the flow adapt to it or we just you know it's all a preference at the end of the day yeah absolutely tell me about three things that you do every day to keep your origins or something that connects you with your ethnicity with your background I think food I think food is a big part of oh food is huge for any culture yes yes yeah, and I feel like that's something that's never going to change about me. Things that I grew up learning to cook, or my fiance cooks all the time. He's he's the main chef of the family, but <laughs> but we are always cooking, and the way we cook it, it's rooted in our culture. So that's very organic in its in itself. I don't go a day without speaking to at least one family member of mine. That's very Latin by itself. My mom and grandma, honestly, if I don't call, I went missing. Something happened, or they'll they'll act like. I haven't spoken some in two weeks, but it's it's the sweetest thing and I, I love it. My mother still has me in Find My Friends. So if I cannot answer, at least she knows where I am. 
And then I would say music. It's not every day, but I feel like if I'm not listening to it, I'm mumbling the words. I feel like my culture really is rooted in the, the, the music that I listen to. And it's it's so many different genres, but I would say music is the third. Yeah, so, somehow, uh, I don't know, for me growing in Argentina with Argentinian rock, it's something that you bring it with you, you grow with that. I mean, right now, I'm not so in tune with the new tunes. I really think that it make us who we are. Music is so important part of our life. It is. And it's such a fascinating thing, because it also gets you thinking. And I, we featured people who are trying to send a message. So like not only is music just great to listen to but it, and connects you to your culture, but sometimes I say a whole song front to, front to back and it's Spanish and my family will look at me like, oh, she, because my Spanish isn't perfect, but the fact that I could memorize lyrics is so fascinating to them. So not, not only does it connect me to my culture, but also my language, my, my, my family's language, and also sometimes the messages that people are trying to spread. Yeah, that's how my parents really practice from TV. <laughs> yeah, also even with television or films. I mean, I learn English watching television, basically. Okay, I want to thank you so much for being here today. I love having coffee or drinks or whatever with you and and keep going with it. be who you want to be. And that is what Somos means to be in. Yes, is we are. And I want that's what we want. We want people to feel comfortable being who they are because I felt that pressure to not be who I was growing up, but that's what I wanted to change in the industry and that's what I I'm pushing for. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. If you like the show, remember to leave a review. I will really appreciate it. If you want to know more about marketing and myself, follow me on Instagram. My handle is Lara Schmoisman. was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.